The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's been an attorney mediator for 26 years, and during that time she's resolved thousands of disputes as a neutral conflict healer. She's a member of the Orange County Superior Court Mediation Panel, and she's been a law professor of negotiations and mediation and presently teaches negotiations right here at UCI. She's the author of Negotiations Breakthroughs and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So Mari, what's your show about today? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about saving your relationship. And you know, this is hard times when we've just come through the holidays and we're we're about to enter the new year. We want to have a better relationship and we either want to save it or we want to let it go. I mean, we just know that people need to be happy, need, people need to have satisfying relationships. So we're going to be speaking with an expert today who wrote the book, This Relationship Saver. And that, so Lloyd, we're going to be speaking with the author of this great book, Radomir Samardich, and he is a relationship expert and I noticed in Radio TV Interview Magazine that they had this great title that said, Is Divorce Time Bomb? Is a divorce a time bomb ticking in your home? It says, Disarm it in days without saying a word to your partner. So we're going to learn some interesting skills. You know, I do divorce mediation. So in the 27 years I've been doing this, I've had 20 couples have gotten back together and they've stayed together. But all those other many couples that that couldn't do it, and if they only would have maybe learned some of the skills early on, they wouldn't have ended up in my office. So it's always a treat for me to try and do anything I can to help the parties to resolve their differences. But we're going to hear some really interesting things from Radomir right now. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He came to the United States from Yugoslavia in 1981, and he's been married since 1975. And has now his his wife, Antoinette, he's known her since 1969 when they were both young chickens in their early 20s. And they have a wonderful marriage of 33 years and a daughter. Um, and they, I'm sorry, they have a 33-year-old daughter, so they've been married a long time. Radomir is a founder and director of a successful coaching firm, DDC Global, where he uses the previous training and communications and teamwork to incorporate it into his current practice of coaching individuals in their relationships, as well as training organizations and forming championship teams. As a business professional and personal coach, Radomir is highly committed to his clients being at their best at all times, and he sees no option for success except but to manifest your best. And you can learn more about him, but we're going to talk about it. You can go to his website at relationshipsaver.org. Thank you so much for joining us, Radomir. Thank you. Pleasure being with you. 
So, Radomir, um, let's let's talk about relationships between people who are in romantic relationships right now, and we can always talk more about corporate. But I think people are thinking about that, you know, New Year's Eve, going into the new year, having a good relationship. So if you're having a challenge in a relationship, what is the first thing that you should do? Well, uh, f- first, let me address this uh, since holidays are coming up here. I have, interested, uh, I have uh, noticed over the years that uh, people, um, you know, holidays are really very vulnerable uh, times for relationships. Uh, people spend much more together than normally when they go to work or, you know, they come. So the chances that they will quarrel or that some, some uh, unpleasant things will come up are much higher during the holidays. I know that because my sales go, go up after the holidays. Right. Well, having, <laughs> having said that, uh, there are, uh, there are, Few, very few important things that we should take care in our relationships if we want it, uh, if we want uh, our relationships to go on. And uh, uh, one of the things we are often not aware about is that uh, we, in our relationships, we usually react to each other. Uh, we don't, uh, we don't just uh, act, uh, but we react. So. Uh, when start when things start start going bad, uh, downward spiral in our relationship is uh, probably the only option because we don't know how to stop it. Right. So that's why I wrote the relationship saver, uh, which has very, very, very few points uh, that would stop that downward spiral. Right. So you know we want to learn to respond rather than react. So we've just gotten through the holidays. Now we're just at New Year's Eve. This is a time when you want to be with somebody you love. You don't want to be angry at that person. You want to have fun, you know, go out to dinner, have a yeah. nice evening, a romance. So so what what is the first thing you do? If Let's say it's been rough during the holidays. You know, you've spent a lot of money. You've been around a lot of family maybe that you don't like. It's been a challenge. It's been stressful. Uh, so now it's uh, New Year's Eve today. So what do we do? What is one of the things that we can do that c- we can try and really work on this uh, relationship? Well, uh, first of all, uh, we should, uh, uh, you know, there are a few things in coaching which really apply to everything. Is like uh, give up the right to be right. You know, when we get into any discussion, uh, we, we love to be right. Uh, being right is one of those, you know, in, in, uh, uh, the intention and uh, uh, and the commitment to being right uh, is uh, probably the the worst thing you can you can do if you want to keep your relationship uh, happy. And uh, we all love to do that. Uh, we we love to show that we are right by by being right. We are making other per, other person wrong. Conflict is right there. Yep. So I, I'll tell my clients in mediation, they come to me when they're in a conflict, whether it's a business conflict or divorce or some other kind of conflict, and I can see them wanting to be right. It's me against you. It happens in court. So I usually ask them, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, and we think, so. you know, what is it? It's very interesting that... Uh, 
uh, how, how we react in conversations. You know, we humans have this uh, fight-or-flight instinct, which is in our amygdala, it's our, in our inner brain, and it's so automatic that we, uh, we rarely can control it. Now, uh, that instinct of flight and, uh, fight or flight is an instinct uh, when the real danger comes in. It has been formed such a long time ago, so that we are, when, you know, when the saber-toothed tiger comes, uh, we, you know, we, we fight a tiger or we, fight, uh, or we, or we run away. Right. Now, uh, what happened in, during the evolution is that uh, we cannot distinguish uh, or we, cannot, we have no control over that, uh, that reaction. And uh, sometimes uh, things which are not, you know, things that, events that happen are not life-threatening, yet we yet that flight and fight, uh, fight instinct is engaged so sometimes in a normal conversation uh we you know that that flight instinct is engaged and we start fighting for our life actually there is a life threat there but we respond that we we actually react that way so in a conversation uh we start fighting or we want to run away uh which is the same instinct as we, that was uh, that was there like a 15,000 years ago or 50,000 years ago and it doesn't totally make sense right uh, like that somebody might argue like okay you, you didn't put the the uh the garbage out in time well yes i did i put it out in time no you didn't you know and they argue about things like that that really it's just about who's right that yeah, you start, right you start defending yourself for no reason right. you know and justifying your your actions really why like somebody's going to kill you if you admit that you're not right or that uh, you made a mistake or and that's how quarrels start yes and then it escalates and then it comes yes. uh, other stuff that comes out, that blaming, the whole blame game. Very much so, very much so. And, uh, you know, uh, the more we, if we do not solve the problems uh, of that day, during that day, they come up again. That's why I always, you know, in my marriage anyway, uh, whenever some, something comes up, and uh, disagreements always come up, this is not, uh, uh, this is a normal thing. Right. Um, I, uh, I make sure, actually, we make sure that we sort that out before we go to sleep. Yes. And uh, so it, it doesn't carry over to the next day and what i've learned over these years is that uh, there is a big difference between men and women how we react to this thing and yes. when i say men and women i'm not i don't mean men and women i mean this uh, uh, female and male uh, makeup of ours because we really are different species in many ways yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, what i've learned what's very interesting and i've been testing that is that uh, uh, women are more feeling feeling person <laughs> they have uh, their, their life is about feeling. Their reality is, is very much centered around feelings. And uh, uh, feelings are, are triggered by thought. Uh, what is interesting is that thoughts somehow are not so controllable. Uh, women cannot control their thoughts so easily. What comes up uh, in, their, in, the, in, 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 a, in a woman's head, it comes out immediately. So when something, it can be a memory of years ago, and it comes up in an in inappropriate moment. Now, if man is going to react every 
time to that, uh, the relationship is doomed. And, so, and, yeah, and then it's what I've noticed and you know, being a, an, an attorney mediator for 27 years and being with couples <laughs> so many times, yeah, that um, often men push down their their emotions except for their anger emotions. Yes. And yes. they are, you know, women can express uh, or often express a multitude of emotions and men uh, seem uncomfortable with that, but, but they don't seem to see the anger as an emotion. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Which yes. is really very, interesting. Yes. Yeah. We, we men, yes, we men, you see, we, uh, men are hunters, basically, and the women are, uh, are gatherers. So men focus on what needs to be done. See how many times a woman says something, uh, has a pro- comes up with a problem. The first thing men does, does is wants to solve her problem. Yeah, and she Why? doesn't want that, right? She wants to Why? be heard. I mean, woman <laughs> just uh, woman often just wants to be listened to. Yeah. She does. She's big enough to solve her problem. She doesn't need his help. Right. But there he is, wanting to help, wanting to control the situation, wanting to be a man. Well, often it's a wrong move. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, you, you talk about on your website, and I know I always say this as well, that it only takes one person to heal the relationship or to yes. at least change the relationship. Because if I change myself, then my husband, even if he acts in the old way, it's not going to work anymore. Right. So as soon as I change myself, the dynamics of the relationship change. So, yes. you, so you talk about single-handedly, one one member of the relationship can can really make a big difference. So you want to talk about that? Yes, definitely. You see, uh, that's why I, uh, uh, counseling, for instance, often doesn't work. And it doesn't work because m- most uh, two people are invited to counseling. One uh, uh, In relationship, when they start breaking up, usually one person wants out. Right. Okay? So if you go to counseling, you're dragging another person who doesn't want to go there, who wants out of relationship, uh, you're dragging that person and trying to have some conversations, which is like, it's not productive. And uh, from, the, from the previous conversation we just had was that we react to each other. Yeah. So when, uh, if I change my, uh, my behavior, my partner is, do- is going to react to it. It's just basically we have no choice. We do react to, to, to the behaviors of other people. And what is, uh, when I say behaviors, yes, because there is a big difference between intention and behaviors. You know, we judge other people by their behavior, but we judge ourselves by our by our intention. Right. So, uh, you know, I I don't know what uh, the what my partner intends. I just know how they behave, right? So, right. if I start behaving differently, uh, my partner will react to it. So, really, only one person is enough to change the beha- uh, to change the the uh, relationship. Exactly. You don't need two of them. Right. But then the other person does change. Yeah, because yeah. they don't have a choice because whatever they were doing before the old dance now is a new dance right i mean uh, imagine in a in a quarrel you start calling other person names that person is going to react to that you know right. don't call me names you know start escalating the 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 conflict yes yes and i mean you should know that right <laughs> and if you if you keep calm if you if you keep nice if you smile if you say nice words the person is going to to react to that if you're happy person react to uh, to happiness 
business, right? It's, it's contagious, it's, right? Yeah, it's contagious. The, the, best, the best way to make other people happy is to be happy. Right, right. <laughs> now, you talk about apology, and yes. I thought this is important, too, because yes. people often don't want to apologize because it goes back to that whole thing you were talking about. If I apologize, that means that I admit that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, and, uh, yeah, so let's talk about the apology, and I'll tell you how I perceive it after I hear how you perceive it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, uh, apology doesn't cost anything, right? Right. It costs a little bit of an ego, uh, <laughs> ego uh, deflation, a uh, big deal. Uh, you know, if one has a strong and healthy ego, uh, it can easily uh, afford apology. This is not a problem. Uh, the problem uh, that, uh, the, uh, for people to apologize are the people who are insecure, people who don't have self-respect. So they think if they apologize, they're really losing something. There's nothing to lose. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, uh, many people say to me, well, I have nothing to apologize for, right? Well, uh, think again. Uh, <laughs> if other person, if your partner wants to leave you, uh, they want to leave you for a reason. Whatever that reason is, you'd better find out what it is and apologize. Yeah. And But you see, the apology is not, is just part of the thing. Apology, you know, many people apologize and then so what? They do it again. Well, that's not a now, real apology then, is it? Right. That's not real apology. A real apology always includes a promise. Yes. So if you apologize for something, you always promise that you won't do it again and make sure that you keep your word. And, you know, I want to add something to apology because I've noticed in the many disputes that I've been, mm-hmm. you know, fortunate enough to be part of in, in terms of me- mediation is that, mm-hmm. like you said, mediation is free. It doesn't cost anybody anything, which when you're in a lawsuit, it costs you a lot more money. And so, but I think there's something even that I notice about apology. Sometimes someone will say, you made me feel bad. Of course, we know that no one else makes anybody feel bad. We know that it's our right. own. We allow it. But let somebody, somebody says, you made me feel bad when you say that, when you said that. So one of the things you can do without, when you had absolutely no intent to hurt that person, mm-hmm. you can say, oh, I am so sorry that you perceive that because that was not my intent. I am really sorry that, that if you, if the way I said it or something like that helped you to think that, that I meant it that way, then I just want you to know that I didn't. And I apologize that you thought that. That's not apologizing for what you did. It's apologizing for how they perceived it. Exactly. That's what we said. You know, people judge other people with, uh, by their behavior and we judge ourselves by our intentions. We don't know what other people intend. Right. So and it's so, very, yeah. easy to, very easy to come to mis, uh, misunderstanding. On the other hand, I really think there is a difference between saying I am sorry and saying I apologize. You know, I am sorry, that means you have a feeling. Sorry is a, is a, is a, is a feeling. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like, you know, I am sorry about that. Okay, okay, of course, we all know that you're sorry because I'm leaving you. If I'm leaving you, of course, you're sorry. That's why you're trying to, to, uh, to keep me, not to, not to let me go, right? So, right? But apology is a different thing. It's like a, it's a, like a declaration. Okay. Uh, 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 apology with promise is like declaration that things are changing from now on. Yes. It's a, it is like, okay, whatever is done before, it's never going to happen again. Right. So now we can start our relationship from ground zero. Yes, yes. And that's a real commitment. And I think people are much more open to a commitment rather than just say, oh, you know, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. That right. one, you know, I mean, I, I remember many times that this is this used to happen when my daughter was a teenager. You know, she'd say, oh, I'm sorry that I did that. And I go, well, okay, so what's going to be different? Help me understand right. what's going to be different. And what, what are the steps you're going to take that are going to be very, very different? Right. And so then, you know, it is very, um, 
I think very disappointing in a relationship when someone says they're sorry and then they do the same thing over and over again. Right. And it's, uh, imagine how powerful it is, say, to, to look at somebody in the eye and say, I, I apologize. And, don't, and uh, at the same time, when you do apologize, you don't, make, you don't, uh, uh, you don't justify your reasons right. for doing whatever you've done, which means when you don't justify the reasons for your, what you've done, then you, that means you take full responsibility for it. Yes. So, uh, uh, like you say, oh, I'm sorry, I've been, you know, I, I, I haven't, you know, been uh, nice to you lately, yeah, for instance. Yeah, yes? Yeah. Well, uh, it's very difficult when you, uh, you know, I wasn't nice to you lately because there was a pressure at work and I really, uh, you know, I, I uh, you know, I was busy and I really didn't have time to pay attention. And, you know, where does that lead? It's like just uh, the more you talk, the less powerful you are. Although, Imagine, although there's another side to it. If you say, I apologize that I haven't been there for you when you needed me I've been working and I and I should not have been doing that and I take responsibility for it and I have now changed my schedule so I am there for you I yeah, think that a, is that, very powerful that, that's a good one there is even more powerful one look at somebody in the eye say look I apologize that I didn't pay attention to you and I promise I'll never do that again yeah yeah and that's it Full yeah. stop you don't do any you don't say anything else yeah. I mean that is I think very powerful yeah yeah so what are some of the big mistakes that uh, that people make when they are trying to repair a relationship what what are some of the mistakes that they make oh yes <laughs> First, uh, generally speaking, the, the the mistakes that people do is doing the same thing they did again, they did before, but do much more of it. Yeah, they say that um, when you make a mistake, if you learn from it, it's it's only a lesson. You know, it's not a right. mistake. Yes. But if you experience something that you did, you made a mistake and you didn't learn from it, and you keep doing the same thing and it's not getting you anywhere, then it then it is a mistake. It's not a lesson. It only becomes right. a lesson when you say, "Oh wow, aha." Here's the epiphany. I don't want yes. to do that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you see, and people, when they want to repair their relationship, when things are bad and they, they're in, in dire straits, usually people who buy my book are desperate. And I wish it wasn't that way. I wish they would get that book when the things are going well. So they don't, they don't get into that position when they're desperate, when it's all over almost. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, somehow we have in this culture, and I don't know, probably most cultures, is that uh, we should know everything about relationships. Like, uh, how, how's that? How does that happen that we should know about relationships? Uh, the only way we can learn is from our parents. As I say, there are four ways you can be. You can be like your mother or like your father or opposite of your mother or opposite of your father. That's all you can learn. Yeah. So why don't they have uh, relationships um, at school? One-on-one relationships. Oh, yeah. I've been saying that for years. You know? <laughs> yes. and, and, I, I, you know, I teach negotiations and mediation here at the campus at UCI, and I've been saying for years, why is it that we are not teaching children conflict resolution and relationship building from the time that they're in kindergarten? I mean, yeah, you know, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. There so. is, you know, there is, there is also, uh, especially at school, when uh, when people, you know, when kids become teenagers and pre-teenage, there is this uh, stigma about relationships that uh, children and teenagers should not be in relationship. You know, like when you say relationship,
relationship, then it's usually like relationship between man and a woman or a boy or a girl. So there is this thing like uh, they should not be. And if they should not be, that means they're not, which is really not true. And it's not reality at all. I went to high school here and offered them to do some, some, uh, some teaching about relationships. They looked at me as if I wanted to teach them how to take drugs. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. But, you know, that, that's the culture so far. We cannot do much about that, I guess. I wish I could... Uh, well, you got to you know, do it on YouTube. You know, that's the way the kids yeah. learn now anyway, through YouTube yeah. or Facebook or, yeah. you know, someplace where that's, that at least that's my thought is that they're, yeah. they're not going to yeah. learn it like that. Yeah. So, and you ask me, you ask me what people do, you know, when they, when they want to, uh, re, when people want to repair their relationship, they keep doing uh, over and over things that don't work. You know, they like, uh, they start begging or uh, hoping or uh, uh, they, they're promising change and they keep doing that all the time and they, they do more and more thinking something will change. Well, uh, that's, you know, that's not going to change. It's, uh, you know, the, my Relationship Saver book is actually counterintuitive. Yeah. You know, all the intuitive things we want to do uh, actually don't work. Right. So, so <laughs> let's talk about, you know, in your book, you talk about the, the four um, principles of a perfect relationship. Why don't you give those to us? Oh, okay. Yeah. There is a, this is another book that comes with the relationship. If you get a relationship saver, you get uh, the book. It's called Gameless Relationship. Yeah. It is yeah. really a relationship where you where you don't play games. Yeah. And, who uh, want, and the people, games get old. Pardon? I said games get old. Yes. Games, <laughs> games get old. <laughs> yes. And you know we we unconsciously play these games. Uh, it's a, it's a, it, we play games out of fear, and we play game, play games out of uh, out of some imaginary survival yeah. n- need for survival. Uh, so uh, there are uh, four, as you said, there are four four uh, principles of a, of a perfect relationship. If you follow those, and I explain those in my in in this book, the gameless relationship, uh, very thoroughly. And uh, uh, those are like uh, uh, first of all, it's integrity, right? Yep. Uh, it's uh, you keeping your word. Uh, keeping your promises, uh, uh, being uh, being consistent to who you say you are, and things like that. Uh, then you have responsibility. You take responsibility for your actions, for your feelings, for for who you are, for what you do, and all that. Instead of making endless excuses uh, and finding reasons for uh, for making uh, you know doing stupid things, basically. Well, especially if you if you take responsibility, then you're not blaming someone else for something that you've done. Yes. And that, all, that blame game, the yes. blame, you know, I blame you, you blame me, I feel yes. guilty, then that makes you feel guilty, then you've blamed me, then I blame you. That That's that <laughs> whole cyclone. Okay, so we blame, got... Blame game, yes. Yeah, so, so we got well integrity. Yeah, we got integrity, then responsibility. What's three? Uh, then we have a commitment. Okay. You see, commitment is like a declaration. Yeah. You know, we are committed to, uh, to, to having a good life. We are really, uh, uh, committed to our happiness. We are committed to our partner. We are committed to ourselves first. So there are, there are commitments that, uh, so that, uh, uh, that your partner uh, sees you as a predictable, as a predictable person. That you, when you, that they can rely on you. Yes. If somebody can rely on you, then, you know, you, you're, that's a basis of, one of the basis of relationship. And, it builds uh, trust, doesn't it? Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, if, if somebody knows that you're committed, uh, you can relax then. Yeah. You know, instead of fighting for it and playing games, trying to attract or constantly attract the person. 
person who you are with already. Okay, so we have one last one, and then we're just about out of time. And so. we have and we have love, which is really underneath all that. It's a basis. It's a basis for everything. And when I say love, uh, the the first step uh, of love is to um, is to realize that the person or the world, if you like. Uh, is perfect exactly the way it is and exactly the way it is not. Uh, in other words, recognize the reality. And the we reality are, is we, such. Yeah, <laughs> and we are really out of time. So thank you so much. Uh, just give your website and the name of your book, and then we got to go. Uh, okay, so um, uh, my book is called The Relationship Saver. Uh, and uh, we, if you get The Relationship Saver, you get a couple of more things. One is Gameless Relationship, and my site is The Relationship Saver. It's relationshipsaver.org. Saver, or relationshipsaver.com as well. Okay, thank you so much, Radomir. We will have you back again, and you take care and have a wonderful new year. Thank you. Thank you. You've been Pleasure li- to be with you. Thanks. Okay, Bye. you've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank, host of Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. right here on KUCI and visit our website at conflicthealing.com where you can see our upcoming guests, download podcasts, listen to archived interviews, and write us in your heart's desire about what you want to know about relationships and conflict healing. Thank you. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Hi, I'm Mari Frank, host of Privacy Piracy, which airs every Monday morning at 8 a.m. right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. And I'm so pleased to present the weekly segment of Orange County Sheriff News and Safety Tips. And we are welcoming back an old friend, Sergeant Yvonne Shaw, who's been with the Orange County Sheriff's Department for 26 years. And she supervises the day-to-day operation of the Traffic Bureau and the Auto Theft Bureau. Thank you for joining us. How are you today? I'm great. We're so glad to have you. Can you talk about the distracted driver issue and the problems that they they cause? Sure. Um, distracted driving has really come to the forefront in the last year. And most people, when they think of distracted driving, they think of cell phones and am I talking on the cell phone? However, distracted driving includes texting, talking on your cell phone, or surfing the web with your smartphone, but also eating, talking to the passengers who are in your car, um, grooming, uh, and many of you have seen this while you're driving down the freeway or driving down the street with someone uh, applying their makeup or doing other forms of personal grooming while behind the wheel. And uh, reading a book, you see this on the road, and with vehicles becoming more and more technology savvy, we have GPSs in cars and radios and iPods in our cars, all which take our eyes off the road in order to uh, work on them. And that causes accidents, and we surely don't want to lose our loved ones. So we thank you so much, and we're going to all remember not to do any of those things and really pay attention to what we're supposed to be doing, and we'll have you back right away very soon next week. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.